snow fluid stuff you can tell i'm super technical my expertise in this is great um <laughs> it broke down midway through and it took us about half an hour to get another truck in which was enough time for more snow to pile on the wings um but we were one of the last planes to go out there so okay. uh, yeah felt so, proper post-apocalyptic so what do you do when you get nervous like i used to drink a lot and now i just like you know freak out The thing is, I was really sleepy, <laughs> so <laughs> as soon as we were on the plane, I was like, I just want to sleep. Why won't anyone just leave me alone? Like, can't they just dim the lights or something? Why can't we all just sleep? Because all we're doing is just waiting. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, had my Nintendo Switch with me, played Into the Breach, brilliant game, <laughs> highly recommend it. Um, and yeah, uh, I watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I tell you what, man, like being sat on tarmac and getting through all your like plane things that you want to watch. And then you're like, we haven't even taken off yet. It's the worst. Uh, but yeah, uh, I was okay. I was okay. Wow. So you were in Seattle and there was snow. And, and by the way, here in LA, it's been crazy because I mean, I don't know how you like I'm telling you, I cannot live in London or England because it's been raining here most of February. And I, I think I hit depression one day. I was crying because I was like, "What am I doing with my life? Like, I'm not. I don't have any money. I'm like, I used to drink too much. Did I do something stupid? Oh my god! I was like, I literally start. So, it's been raining literally every week, every other day. And here in LA, it goes. If you think Seattle's nuts, you should see LA. Like, I tweeted that if anybody wants to defeat Los Angeles, all they had to do is make it rain. Because it's it's people can't drive, like people don't go out, traffic is nuts, people are dying, mudslides. I mean, crazy here in LA, and I need the sun, and I've been depressed, and I've been like home, and I don't know what to do with myself, and I just need that fucking sun to come back, anyways. But going into our topic, which is vaccinations, so you were like thousands and thousands of miles away from home in mm -hmm. Seattle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then your son gets sick. Yeah. Has, I mean, for me, it will break my heart. Yeah. So it was sad. Uh, me and my wife WhatsApped a lot uh, and calls, talked a lot. Um, but ultimately, there's not a lot you can do, right? Uh, and as the, other, as the other person at home looking after the, the, the poorly kid, like, it, you don't want the other person to feel guilty because... You know, they're, they're thousands of miles away. There's literally nothing they can do. So all you can do is really be emotional support and that's it. Um, I mean, it wasn't necessarily to do with the vaccinations that he's had. Um, so in the UK, it's really normal for kids to have a one-year vaccination and his basis against things like, Joe, you, this happened uh, with your daughter as well. Like, you remember what the vaccinations were for? Because uh, my son had the same ones. Oh, it was... Um... I want to say measles, mumps, and rubella, but I don't think it was the MMR one. Like, it's a bunch of, like, slightly scarier diseases that uh, it's good to protect them against because they give, they give live vaccines, right? This is what this vaccination specifically is quite... Uh, it's almost controversial in a way because they just give you... They give each child a little bit of the disease so mm. they w they can technically get ill from it, but it's then meant to build up their immune system to fight it off later in life. Um, yes. But I always so forget it's... which ones it is. So it is MMR, so it's measles, yeah. mum, measles, mumps, and rubella. It's uh, pseudomococcal something, third dose, don't know what that is. Uh, meningitis B, third dose. 
and meningitis C vaccination as well. So essentially, and that's the like, one that. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. That's the one that yeah, it no is. It's. Uh, I still remember that one because th that was the one that I was afraid of because I thought my son was going to have autism after that. Uh, but we'll go in detail after that. Uh, it, that's the one that is all together, right? And it has all five yeah. of them in one mm. shot, and it, it also yeah. has. Um, that liquid, right? That separates it. Um, uh, yeah. The one that, you know, Terminator guy was. Uh, what is it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what's the... Uh, I the, can't remember what the liquid's called. Uh, you know, oh, the, uh, the liquid that melts. And it's like watery. It's a, a metal, but it's liquid. No, mercury's not metal, is it? Uh, I, I don't know. Anyway, it has that. And so it's five shots with that thing and they put it into your son right yeah daughter and basically they uh, like it's quite traumatic for the child as well because like obviously kids when they're like one years old they they do all the chubby points uh, and essentially with my son like i had to kind of hold his arms so he couldn't squirm um and basically what they do is they uh do well at least mine did anyway like they do um two two nurses do one leg at a time so basically they do one quick syringe in what in each leg and then the baby's like ah and then they're like before the ah happens they do another one very quick as well so like it's quite a quick operation and you're only well it's not an operation but it's quite a quick procedure but you're only in there for like 30 seconds if that um but yeah it's it led to at least with with my son it it, it kind of you know he had a temperature afterwards Um, he couldn't sleep very well and it took a knock to his immune system. Like Joe said, it's, it's supposed to do that. Um, but it kind of took my son around a few weeks to get over it. Um, and during the time he was going to nursery at the same time, so he was being introduced to other kids and, you know, other kids are also bringing their own like coughs and colds and things into there. So, you know, it took my son like a good, basically a good month to get well again from this. Um, get the hell out. and I don't. And I don't think it was to do with the actual vaccination itself. I think it's more to do with the fact that, and obviously we're not doctors, right? We should totally point that out. We're not doctors whatsoever. We're just parents Shit, that I am. notice behavior. You, yeah, you're working on it? You're working on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but Joe, like, what, like I said, like with my, my son, it took, me about, it took him about a month to get over it. But now he's, he's totally fine, exactly his old self. Um, did you have, what was your experience like with that, Joe? Was it similar? So I didn't actually go to the thing because it was during the week and I work for a living. Um, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I wasn't there, but it was similar. Like they, ha they do one in each arm and then each leg. So, yeah. um, but to be honest, my daughter's always been quite good with all of her vaccinations. It's like all of it's just a little bit bush league for her. So, um, yeah. From what my wife told me, uh, she got a bit grouchy after like the third one, but she was mainly just giggling away, and my <laughs> wife was kind of distracting her whilst she was getting needle poked. Um, and it's been, I think, five, six days since that was done now, um, and she's been fine. Like we were told not to really expect any symptoms for like a couple of weeks anyway. Mm. Um, so I imagine some of the worst stuff is to cut. Um, um, and she's, she's going through some things anyway, like her eating habits have changed. Um, yeah. 
she she was up until i think last week or week before sleeping through the night without fail like and now she's waking up once a little bit more regularly uh, but i think that started before the vaccination because we like i mentioned we were all ill at the weekend um and that disrupted her sleeping patterns a bit i think um but yeah i mean so far she's been fine um so no fever at all no wow no, she uh i mean it's, it still might might arrive like i said we were told to give it a couple of weeks for for possible symptoms to turn up so it's possible she may get a fever um but in terms of she didn't have an immediate reaction to the vaccinations at all from what i can tell i think she was maybe tired that day like a little bit more tired than she normally is um so let me yeah, ask you I mean, this like where you um you guys were sick you had the stomach flu like you said and then you guys went ahead and uh got the shots too yeah so we were actually going to delay them but my daughter got better uh, basically in time to have have the vaccinations done and they'd already been delayed once by this point she was meant to have them back in december but the nurse was ill and they were late booking us in any way and so you know these things just kept escalating and if we delayed it again it would have been another month so even though she was just coming out of um a stomach bug we were both quite keen just to get these vaccinations done just so we can basically start that process and you know we can just look after her if and when she gets ill um but yeah so far touch wood she's been fine yeah it's a, it, and have you guys heard about the because my brother used to tell me this like uh because you know how usually when they give vaccines they would you know usually with they will get a fever or because of the pain so my brother's like you know just give him a little bit of tylenol before they go Did, have you guys done that or have you guys heard that um it's not generally something I mean, like, what's Tylenol? Is that is that like Calpol? Yeah, it's basically Calpol, yeah. Is it basically, yeah. So yeah. Like, we, we'll give her Calpol anyway if she's very distressed or having trouble sleeping in the night. But um, we didn't give her any... We were told we could give her some after the vaccinations, but we didn't need to in the end. I don't think, anyway, unless we did give her some Monday night just to... Uh, just in case, but... Yeah, yeah, we... Calpol's a thing, so... Joe, your daughter is rock solid. Like, I know. If if I need anyone to like rescue me from some sort of hostage situation, I'm definitely going to give you a call uh, and see if your daughter can help me. Because like, yeah, this is, I in comparison to my son, like my son is so it affects him. Uh, but he's still super super happy. But when the stuff like this happens, it definitely affects him. Uh, we gave him Cowpole when he had... So Cowpole's like liquid paracetamol, which is basically Tylenol, right? Jose, is that right? Uh, it's uh, acetaminophen. Acet <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can do I mean, the, the that's why lessons I, are doing really well for you, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm becoming a doctor. <laughs> well, first of all, I need to speak very good English, and then I'm still trying to do that. And then, <laughs> second of all, I still need to learn how to read English words perfectly. Yeah. And after that, I'm going to try to become a doctor. Well, I don't know about you guys over there, but over here, most doctors, they don't speak good English anyways. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Definitely true of the NHS. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we didn't do it preemptively, but that probably would have been a good strategy, to be honest. Might do that for the next ones, I think. Yeah, so my um, brother says that he gives them, uh, I think, Tylenol and because, you know, to ease the pain and just, 
you know, to prevent, uh, you know, like if there's a fever, because, you know, I, I don't know how the, that's another thing, how about vaccinations? I mean, <laughs> Andy asked me, are you pro against and everything? And I'm like, oh, let's just, you know, start the podcast. And then let me tell you all my stupid, you know, ideas and stuff like that. How like you guys probably had different rules than we do. And we as in USA have different rules, but then we as in Californians, we had different rules because uh, if you live in California, you have to vaccinate your kids as in like there's a fucking law that says every kid is supposed to have, let's say, this 25 vaccinations before they start uh, public school, which is kind of, you know, like... You know, it goes against everything that I always say that, you know, it's your kid and, you know, whether you're doing good or bad, it's your kid. So you could do whatever you want. But, you know, it's one of those things. I don't know if you guys remember or they do that. You know, we're going to backtrack a little bit in vaccinations. Does when you guys had their first shots, first of all, here, as soon as they they're born, they give them a shot. They don't even ask you. They just do it. Born, boom, boom, shot. And then. Literally, they get, they give the baby as soon as they're born, not even the breast, not sh shot. They give him like one or two shots. I forgot which ones they are. And then uh, I think it's every two months. So when we when we took my son to get his first shots, you know, two months, um, the doctor comes in and she's like, we're going to give him a couple shots and we're going to, you know, put him in the, in like you guys said, in the leg and things like that and then she's like oh it's gonna be this shot and this shot and then she gives me this piece of paper that it looked like it was printed in 1965 and it's all crumble and everything and then she's like by the way uh these are some things that i need to give you by rule and you guys should read it and the doctor leaves and she's like the nurse is gonna come with the shots uh right now so i start reading the <laughs> the the list and the list is our sentence that could happen to your son after he gets the shots and he went from like brain uh malfunction to seizures to like he cannot you know he's only going to grow one leg and shit like that to the point that i was like are you fucking kidding me you're giving me this before you're going to put the shots to my son where he could have like brain problems he could have seizures he could have this he could have oh it's like literally a whole you know 11 inch page full of symptoms back and forth and i'm like freaking out because like i told you i'm a little woods and i freak out for everything and i'm like hell to the fuck no so the nurse comes in with like f like three you know injections and little yeah. bottles and then i told her uh no you're going to go get the doctor and bring the doctor back. And I had her explain to me why am I giving my son these vaccinations and you're telling me that there's a possibility that he could have seizures and brain problems and stuff like that. Did you guys have that problem or did they do that by rule over there or something like that? So, I mean, Joe, your experience might be different. Uh, but we didn't get given a piece of paper. Uh, maybe it's different vaccinations there. Maybe because it's it's all uh, public healthcare. Like we we had his done on uh, have my son's done on the NHS National Health Service. So, and again, like here, you kind of 
it's not really an option. I'm sure if you tried to fight it hard enough to not have it done, I'm sure they would probably let you do that. But most of the time it's like, hey, you know, as soon as they're born, they're on the record. You'll have health visitors checking in on you. You'll have, hey, is he registered at the local hospital? Yeah, cool. And then a local hospital gets in touch and he goes, hey, he's due for this injection. He's due for that injection. Um, but I can't remember getting given a sheet. Uh, Joe, were you given a sheet? No, well, again, I haven't actually been to any of the vaccination appointments, so I yeah. I don't know. Like, I would have thought, like, my wife has always been home bits of paper, so I would have thought I would have seen it if we got given one. But yeah. from what I understand, we get a lot less shots and vaccinations than American society does. Mm. Um, like, I think between uh, birth and one year, they should have only had three appointments like the the one year one being one of them yeah. um it may be that they group a few more shots and and things into one injection but yeah we hear it's basically every two months until he um, really question it um i oh, so okay. i didn't actually catch that oh because you're breaking up a little bit you good oh yeah yeah so i'm good now okay yeah um uh so i don't know where you stop like uh yeah well here's every two months uh, until he turns one then after one i think is until he's 18 months and then two and i forgot if it's the two year or the one year like the one that you guys just had where like it's the big one and then i mean i i go nuts because like you know once you go into that wormhole that like after that vaccination when he's one year old and they get autism and they start you know like <laughs> acting different and stuff like that so i remember like when my son had that one year old vaccination like every other thing that he did different i was like oh my god is he going to have autism oh my god is he going to turn weird like i still remember like one thing that nobody ever told me even though i have helped raise three kids uh when your son is born when it's a newborn like they cannot focus right so i don't know if it happened with you guys where like one eye will go to another one one side the other eye will go to the left so i thought he was going to have like weird eyesight and then one time i remember like is this because of the vaccines i mean that's how weird and paranoid i am but yeah it's like i went and then i started like asking everybody did you do the vaccinations and they're like calm down and then i started thinking i came my girlfriend and I came from a third world country where who knows what they gave us back in the days because we got vaccinated a lot. When I came to the country, in order for me to go to public school and high school, they vaccinated me again like a bunch of shots. Mm. And when I became a citizen, they asked me for my, my paper and they were like, oh, you're missing like six of them. And literally, I was 27, I want to say. And they gave me six more other shots. Do I remember what it was? No, because I went drinking after that and I got so fucked up that I don't remember. Uh, but I started thinking that I'm weird, short and brown, but I'm not like I don't have any disabilities. Thank God. So I guess my son, it would be fine if he gets some vaccines. I don't know about you guys, but that's my weird. 
I mean, I, I think for me, like, so in this country, there's definitely, obviously, Jenny McCarthy is the name that always comes to mind with the anti-vaccine movement, right? Like, it's it's pretty prevalent in the US, or at least it's so prevalent that it started to essentially bleed over a little bit into UK society. Um, and I think that people are starting to ask more questions over here than they used to. But obviously, this is causing a rise in mumps, rubella, stuff like that in schools. So I think it's one of those things where, if you are the only person in a class who hasn't been vaccinated, that's not a problem um, because it's the everyone else will kind of insulate you from the issues. But obviously, if there's two of you, then that's not good. Um, so I think like to your example of, hey, we, we, we didn't get vaccinated when we were younger. And then when I came into the States at 27, I got loads more injections. Like you, you might have been lucky. Um, I think it's, you know, it's easy when you're a parent, especially when you have a one-year-old that's changing all the time anyway, for you to kind of attribute this new behavior or them being off their food or anything else to a thing that you've seen be administered to your child, right? That's that's really, really easy. Um, and it's easy to be scared as well, totally. But I think it's, I do think it's a parent's duty to make sure they can do everything that they can to not make other parents' kids ill. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you're in an office and you're working in an office and you've got the flu or something. And you're like, we well, you know what? I really need to hit this deadline. I need to do some work. I'll just go in anyway. And then you end up infecting the whole bloody office. It's it's kind of, I, I think it's kind of the same for kids. Um, and I think with vaccinations for me, like uh, they're totally important. Yes, not necessarily a bad experience with them because it's a bad experience of the stuff that you were describing, dude, like, you know, them causing seizures or other more serious problems. Um, but thankfully nothing like that happened with my son. It's, it's like, it's a weird one because it, it's hard because I don't know a lot about the, the kind of the, the specifics of why America gives so many vaccinations to their population. Mm. Um, it's hard to know which many. ones are the kind of essential ones and which ones are kind of, I don't know, just the ones because the private medical system over there just wants to charge people for everything. You know, it's, it, but I, I like, because the thing is that the NHS is chronically underfunded. They're not going to give more than what they absolutely feel they need to, to the general yeah. population. So I think as a society, we've kind of stopped questioning some of the, the, the basic stuff just because, you know, it's, it seems fine. I think the, the only controversy that I remember in recent memory was when, uh, my wife's generation was going through school and I think it was the same for us as well where they brought in that jab when you were like 15 yeah, or yeah. something do you remember the top-up shot and that specific shot apparently was a bit controversial because it hadn't been tested properly and uh, there was concerns that it could actually affect mental development in teenagers beyond that um, and you know my I think my wife's brother was one of the first to get one of these shots and yeah, there was worries about him for a bit or, or whatever. Um, and that's the only real vaccination related controversy that I can remember like of any degree of mainstream kind of awareness. Because other than that, like all the, the baby ones, uh, as far as I know, they've been fine for decades. But that, that's probably my a little bit of my ignorance showing through. I'd have to read up on it. But um, we definitely didn't get one when my daughter was first born, though. Like, I'm pretty sure we don't get that. We didn't get the first one until she was like a month old or something or or maybe a few months after that, because the whole point is that the mother's immune system is meant to be a replacement for like the yeah. first few months anyway. Babies generally don't, as long as the mother is up to date, the baby doesn't need anything 
for a few months and then they have these shots to start replacing what the baby's no longer getting from the mother so oh that's um, that's that's right like he just brought a good point i do remember my girlfriend getting a shot or two when she was pregnant so she could pass yeah. it down to my my son is that what you're talking about yeah well i mean my i don't think my wife was given any additional shots because she had all the ones that the country mandates she has anyway throughout her life and that includes the ones she has when she was a kid or and in later life as well but yeah so essentially the baby is meant to get a lot of their immune system from the mother in the first few months so um so joe the vaccination you're talking about is the bcg vaccination i just yeah. did a bit of facts check checking on it one because i've got a gnarly scar still on my oh, arm oh wait you guys uh, had those yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that got so, in yeah, so when I was going through school. It's an anti-tuberculosis thing. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, so it's funny because there's a thing here that you know you're Latino if you have a scar on your arm. Like a little... It's not a scar. It's like like somebody went and ripped a little bit piece of your, your skin. It's just a little hole, kind of. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so... Uh, kind of. Yeah. Kind of, it's, yeah. Ours it, is like a bump, kind of. So yes. it's really weird. It's like... Um, like a crater. It, a mini crater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, well, that's funny because, like, there's a saying... I'm telling you guys. You guys are Latinos, right? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, here, there's a saying because you know you're Latino if you have that, that thing because that happened when you had that shot in your country. So if you're like my girlfriend, 34, you know, my, I don't know why I don't have it. But by the way, Andy, I was saying like, I, you know, I did get, you know, vaccinated in my country, but who knows what I got because I was in a mm. third world country. <laughs> I couldn't have yeah. like, you know, chili or, you know, hot sauce or anything like that. They were like, there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, they say they always say it's like if you're Latino, if you have that scar, because in our countries they gave us that vaccine that made us have that scar. Because uh, here in America, not not most people don't have it. But if you're from the third world country, a Latino country, and if you you most likely will have that little scar from the vaccination that they gave you. That's funny. <laughs> I like that. I like the spiritual. Oh, and, and uh, just to go back, uh, so the doctor comes in and I ask her, I'm like. Are you kidding me? You're giving me this thing saying that my son... So she basically went through through this thing. And I like the doctor that we go to because she's, like, super old and super chill. Like, she, like, grew up in the 70s, you know, went to, like, a camp out for, like, 10 years. And then she came back and she's like, I'm going to become a doctor now. So she's, like, very hippish kind of. And she's very, like the totally opposite for me so like she's like 103 fever don't worry as long as he's not having this this and that so she calms me down all the time and i'm the the opposite so she basically told me this sheet that i'm giving you is because i had to give it to you by law this sheet i haven't printed a new one in years i haven't seen these symptoms in 10 years and i've been doing this i've been you know so she's like and 10 years ago there were one or two people who got seizures, so something happened. But the way that the vaccines are now, they're so, you know, advanced that it will definitely, I, I cannot guarantee you that it won't happen. But let me just say, I haven't seen a symptom from this page in 10 years. So when she said that, I'd be like, all right, bring the shots. Go for it. I think that's the thing, right? Like, it's easy to get given a piece of, paper that makes you super scary like 
Uh, your story reminded me of when my wife was giving birth and they passed us a, uh, so the epidural thing, right? So the epidural was basically a, a, an injection to your spine. Um, and the sheet that they give you <laughs> while, while they try and give it to your wife while she's giving birth and obviously the wife's <laughs> giving birth, she's like, can you read this? Because I'm in a little bit of pain. And uh, you read it and you're like, yeah, it could cause permanent disability in one in 5,000 cases. And you're like, I don't know. I, it, it's, but that one was the scary one, right? Like, I think that's how they can solve that problem of the old piece of paper. Like, if they, if it said one in a million cases, Jose, or one in two million, or whatever, do you think you would have gone, all right, the odds are good, give them the shots? Yeah, and then you know, I will go back and say, my friends' kids haven't, ha- you know, had it. My nephew, my niece. And then my girlfriend, my brother, and I, I mean, I didn't turn that normal. But, you know, like I say, I don't have autism. So if we, let's just say we have good genes. And hopefully that translated to my son. And, you know, knock on wood, he's, you know, perfectly healthy and a good kid. You know, he needs to be more independent a little bit. But <laughs> um, but so that, that come me down and i said well you know probably hopefully you know and that's another thing like by law we had to do it because otherwise he would not be able to go to school and i think there's some exceptions where like if you have like a certain religion like you know if you're you know jewish or stuff like that and you could prove there's against your religion they will you know let us slide but let me ask you this guys Maybe next episode we we could talk about overprotective, uh, which I am. Am I annoying, or am I in the right set of mind to be asking these questions, to be you know concerned, to be overly reacting? Am I overly reacting, or do you think because I didn't have a dad that I want to be so involved in my son's? life that I want to know every single little detail, especially if you're putting something into my son. And do you think I'm like that annoying parent to the doctor? Or by the way, I don't care. I'm still going to be that annoying caring parent. But do you think I'm going a little bit over or should we all have a little bit of that, that we should question everything, especially in our young kids? Go on, Joe, you take that one. That's, that's a hand grenade. I'm not taking that. You can take it. <laughs> I, I will jump on this grenade for you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what friends are for. Um, I, mean, I mean, there's a lot to unpack on this, right? Because there is a question that, that it's worth asking the question that why you specifically decided to get a bit um, panicky about uh, the, the list of potential symptoms. Um, and you know you could explore that in any other ways is it cultural is it again like you said you didn't have a a dad or or much memory of this happening to you or or anything like that and I guess it's good to have a a healthy amount of of concern for things that are done to your child Um, again coming from my own point of view growing up in the UK like the, the vaccinations my daughter's had so far they're the same three that as far as I'm aware every kid has had 
for at least the past few decades because that's the system in place now and I've turned out fine everyone I know has turned out fine like we'd even get given a sheet of possible symptoms as far as I'm aware unless it was explained to my wife you know uh, verbally at the day I wasn't at the meeting so I don't know um and like the th- the th- so I suppose the thing that that w- that's making me question you know um, and triggering my overprotective nurses things like uh, chickenpox parties so my wife keeps asking me should we try and do a chickenpox party and i generally don't know how i feel about this like you know on the one hand you know you kind of hope your child gets chickenpox because then then they're not going to get it as an adult and they won't die and that's great but at the same time we're talking about willingly seeking out a kid with chickenpox and then, you know, grabbing a bunch of other kids who don't haven't had chicken pox and throwing them all in a room so they can all get chicken pox and so they can all be miserable for however long the chicken pox lasts. Oh, and, God. you know, that that's what triggers my slightly overprotectiveness and, and my concern and think like, yeah, I start to question, is this right? Should I be looking at this? <laughs> but, you know, hey, vaccines, no, they're fine because as, as far as my I'm aware, the, ne- the, the ones we get here in the UK are, are basic and necessary and they will set them up for most of their life they shouldn't need anything more than that unless they decide to go on holiday somewhere um so it's i mean no i don't think you're wrong for questioning generally um what what's being done to your to your son but at the same time i in, if our roles were reversed i probably wouldn't have questioned that specific instance but then it depends what my experience was going up to that point like say so if you don't have much experience with this kind of vaccination culture that the the Americans seem to have, then yeah, it probably is a little bit weird. Like especially if they get given one right off the gate, and they have, and they've just been born. Maybe I'd find that a bit weird because that doesn't even happen over here. Um, but unless it was like a really new vaccination, I don't think I would have necessarily questioned it so much. Um, so that's just my take on it. Wow, chicken pox pie, P- parties. <laughs> oh, party, <laughs> P- pie. Like it's basically. Oh, I, you try I think we just we just found the. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the podcast today. It's a weird Love thing, it. Andy. You must have like. Have you had this conversation with your uh, wife? Yet? Like, so it's a it's a weird it's a weird thing to conceptualize and consider. Wait, don't like, tell me you also had that conversation, Andy. So I have a really tough time mm. absorbing important information in my life. So <laughs> when people are like. Have you had chicken pox? I'm kind of like, yeah, I think so. Um, and that's how it's been brought up in my capacity. Because obviously as you get over the age of like, was it like 16 or something, Joe, or, or 20, it can get, it, chicken pox is really, really bad as it can develop into into other things. Yeah, I um, don't know what the cutoff is, but basically if you haven't had it as a kid, you're kind of boned. So Yeah, yeah, and it, it gets really bad. So I can... My wife hasn't brought it up yet, but I mean, it yet. sounds hipstery and quite new agey, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes up in her Facebook feed soon. Um, yeah, it is a, it's a little bit of a weird thing. I can definitely, I can get behind kind of scheduling in this illness that your child needs to have at some point in their life, <laughs> because like stuff happens, right? Like people go on holiday or do whatever. So like if you could like schedule in like, hey, they need to get chicken pox at some point, right? There's a chicken pox party happening near me. When you were describing it, Joe, I was just like, I just imagined like an app that you could download on PlayStation. 
where like you swipe left or swipe right <laughs> if they're in your region. It was really weird. Uh, anyway, oh, uh, it's going to be called party time. That's what the app is called. Party time. Well, party I never can pop party near you. I never party had it, so I don't think I should be able to do that because I guess I'll die now. Yeah, well, I mean, my wife—it's not—it's not a new age thing, Andy. This this has been a concept for decades because I think my wife was taken to a chickenpox party. Uh, <laughs> my wife, my wife's dad got chickenpox as an adult, and yeah. he was quite ill from it. Like he didn't nothing; it wasn't severe, but yeah. uh, it was bad. So you can see why this idea has suddenly started developing amongst parents. It's like, oh, you know, because sooner or later they're going to start growing old, and it's like, oh, they haven't had chickenpox yet you know they should really have chicken box <laughs> and it's but i can't i, I well, just can't if you, if legitimately you... consider the idea of deliberately infecting my child with, with something like chicken pox which is is an interesting counterpoint to the vaccines because the one-year vaccine is quite literally infecting them with yeah, exactly. like bodies of the virus so well now um joe if you ever have one of those parties don't forget to call andy and if he doesn't yeah. pick up just facebook message his wife and be like you know throw the facebook invitation and be like we're having a party just bring your son <laughs> but andy really should try and find out whether he's had chicken pox or not because depending <laughs> on the answer would depend whether you should actually be around when this yeah. event is happening i think the issue is is that like, <laughs> yeah like when you're the fourth person in a like the fourth person that's born into a family i mean i get the impression that like you just don't take notes or pay attention. I don't know. It's a really difficult one. Like I'm, I'm the youngest, fourth born into a family. I'm sure. I'm sure I've had it. Um, I'm sure if your not, mom would know. I know. Like, we should. We, yeah. Let's call your mom. I just need to ask. That could, we can do that next podcast live. I'm sure she'd love. Uh, she'd love <laughs> that. I'm sure it would definitely go well for me. Um, but yeah, I think um, Joe. I can totally understand it. I can. I mean, if it, I can completely understand it from a organizational perspective like booking in some time for your child to be ill when you're both around i think it's a good thing there's definitely is some mental gymnastics like you said about i'm deliberately going to a place where my daughter's going to get ill but then imagine if it happens when you're out of the country or your wife's out of the country or you know the world cup's on or something like you know you want to <laughs> you want to do it at a good point <laughs> well there you go how to be a overly protected dad without a dad that your kids didn't vaccinate. Anyways, this is chicken that's, pox. That should be the title of the podcast. You see, I I've been trying to say chicken pox. Par I can't even say it. I'm telling you, chicken pox party. Chicken pox party. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, see, just pretend you're saying it like an English person. You'll be fine. Chicken pox yeah. party. There we go. I'm so bad. I have a <laughs> Latino accent trying to do a British accent, and well. Joe has a different accent. Anyways, <laughs> moving <laughs> along, because I almost had to go. Uh, we cannot leave this podcast today because Andy's back from his trip from Seattle because he's big time. He, they're flying him everywhere. He's such a big, big time that he has his own little segment in this podcast. And by the way, this podcast is How to Be a Dad Without a Dad. And we have a little segment called Andy's Jokes. And what is Andy's Jokes? Well, it's Andy telling a dad joke and if you want to be part of andy's jokes you can send us an email at info at dad without a dad at that uh, info at dad without a dad and how does it work well basically if you want to pay us for andy to stop saying 
his wonderful jokes. You could send us an email at info at that without at that.com. Also, you could pay us for Andy to tell more jokes or Andy to give you a shout out during his own personal segment. And I don't know if you guys are ready, but I am. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Are uh. you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Are uh. you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Uh. Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. Repeat to the sound of the beat. And this is Andy with Andy's jokes. The problem with that music is it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> makes you laugh and makes Joe cringe. Yeah, yeah. And it makes the jokes seem not as good, which, yeah. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> this joke's going to be great, guys. I've been sat on a plane thinking about it. It's going to be great. It's going to be perfect. It's your own joke. <clears throat> How do you organize an outer space party? I don't know. You plan it. <laughs> okay, I got one more. Got one more. Got one more. Got one more. Okay. See, that's a good one. Joe laughed. Brilliant. Nailed it. No, he's laughing this... because you have one more. He's like, oh, God. oh, yeah, that does sound like crying, to be honest. Right. Last one. Last one. Uh, how much does a hipster weigh? I don't know. I don't know. An Instagram. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, why? <laughs> so that Instagram one is uh, I I thought about that on the plane. Get the fuck out! That's uh, your own joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was a good one. Um, yeah, and someone paid me a dime to to keep doing these jokes. Um, so if anyone's got a dollar, I will stop. Well, uh, actually, and then we can start some kind of like bidding process. It'd be interesting. Actually, I have a friend in Pittsburgh. His name is Chatty P. And he is... is what? His name is Chad, Chad from Pittsburgh. So we call him Chatty P. God, that's a terrible name. I'm sorry. You need to not call him that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I've, always had, I've already had to put up with Andy's bad jokes. No. <laughs> Anyways, Chatty P has sponsored Andy's jokes. <gasps> And he's a monthly sponsor. He Whoa. doesn't want to. The only bad thing about him is sponsoring your jokes is that he doesn't want to tell me whether he wants more jokes or he wants less jokes or no jokes at all. So what I did is I did a little jingle for him to not only embarrass him, besides now that <laughs> Joe doesn't like his name. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Chatty P listens to every show, reposts every show, likes every show, and shares it. So thank you, Chad from Pittsburgh, or how we call him, Chatty P. <laughs> Not calling him that. <laughs> He's a legend. He, he supports us. We need to support him. <laughs> and his Chatty P needs. You're <laughs> just making it worse, <laughs> So I wrote a little jingle for Chatty P, and it goes something like this. Chatty P is single, and he's ready to mingle. If you're in Pittsburgh, he has your Pringle. He has his own car and has a full-time job. If you go out with him, all he wants is a hand for you guys to, you know, help him move out because he needs to move out of his apartment. Anyways, 
that is Andy's jokes. If you want to be part of Andy's jokes, you can send us an email at info at dad without a dad.com. We had to wrap this thing up because I had to go basically do a meeting with a person that could help me out with my voiceover career because, like I said, I've been a little bit down, I've been crying too much, and I need to get out of my house because it's been raining so much over here. Before we go, Joe, where, where could people find you? Um, so I'm on Twitter a lot. You can find me at uh, Game of Joe's. So that's at uh, Game of Joe's. Uh, I work in the video games industry, so you may see me retweeting or tweeting about uh, games, game culture, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and where can people find your articles or your editorial career? Uh, so I manage three websites, uh, three niche websites. So you can either find me at wargamer.com or you can find me at strategygamer.com or you can find me at pockettactics.com. And Andy, I know you're a big shot and people are flying you everywhere in the world, but where could people find you? You can find me at Gaming Goodness on Twitter. That's at Gaming Goodness, two Gs. Uh, yeah, uh, you can find me there. I mostly tweet about video games um, and harass Joe, and he sends me passive-aggressive tweets back. Uh, it's quite fun. Hey, uh, have you guys sent uh, any pic pictures to Joe? You know, we were supposed to do that. Yeah, I'm backing all mine up. All right. Um, so I'm going to send them in one, basically, an explosion of feces uh, soon. Um, but I didn't want to tell him that. So, yeah. Because uh, I usually, I I usually I just send WhatsApp him uh, uh, pictures of me putting honey on tea. But because I know he likes that, and the have to uh, ruin everything. <laughs> uh, any shoutouts, uh, Andy? You want to give a shout out to anybody that has given you a dime? Uh, yes. Um, uh, shout out to Richard, who I met while I was on a plane. Uh, I don't know what his uh, name is though, uh, which is why I blanked. But that's okay. Branson. He might listen. He might know who he is. Uh, shout out to my wife for putting up with my son while he was ill while I was away. Uh, shout out to Joe as well, because we're going to have time for Joe's notes next week. And yeah, that's it. Shout out to everyone. Thanks for all the support of the podcast. Uh, really enjoy doing it. And uh, Jose, you're awesome. Thank you so much for all the hard work that you do on the podcast as well. Oh, well, I'm glad you're back. I mean, I had to replace you for one podcast, but you know, it's, uh, it's all right. Unfortunately, we couldn't replace Joe because Joe is unreplaceable. I mean, who else can I send pictures of me having tea with honey? If anybody wants to find me, you can find me at dad without a dad. At dad without a dad. I want to give a shout out to Andy. Thanks for being back. I'm glad your son is back. I mean, good. Uh, shout outs to your wife. Shout outs to Joe's wife for always listening. Uh, I'm glad that Joe's family, y'all, feeling better. Uh, we are better here in the De La Roca family. My son is good. My girlfriend is good. Shout out to my girlfriend. I don't know how she does it, but she still goes to work when she has 104 fever. She's a better man than I am. So shout outs to her. And for anybody that's listening, thank you very much for listening. You guys have been listening to How to Be a Dad Without a Dad. From Joe, Andy, my name is Jose, Jose De La Roca. Until next time. <laughs>